Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. And now let's join our guest speaker, Ryan and Kelly and Ezra Sowers are from Grace Church, Southern Pines. Uh, and of course, you know Randy Thornton uh, and, and Grace Church. They've been here doing a lot of different things. Uh, they are being sent out from Grace Church, Southern Pines. Uh, to Honduras, and so we've been blessed to have them with us today, and so we want to thank God for uh, people who will uh, step out on faith in God and be obedient to God and go on a foreign mission field and leave all the, you know, all the the, the good things that we have in uh, the United States and uh, Southern Pines and wherever they are from because we have we have some awesome conveniences here and when you go on a foreign field you don't have those things so someone who's going to go out to uh, proclaim the gospel bring people to the lord uh, and disciple them our hat goes off to them and also it gives us an opportunity to get stirred in missions and also to be a part of what God is doing in their lives. So, Ryan, come on up. All right. I've been called to Honduras uh, to be full-time missionaries, and our mission is to raise and equip disciples to change the nation. Um, and four years ago, we went on our first mission trip, and God just just caught our hearts. Um, so much so that we had to go back and back and back. And, and finally, in 2016, he said, it, it's time. Um, and so the way we're going to do that is we're going to have small group Bible studies um, to really equip the Hondurans to, to go out and minister to their own people, um, to hopefully God use them to change their nation, a corrupt and poor nation, um, for Christ. So what I want to do today, uh, while sharing uh, what we're going to do, um, I, I, I want to read scripture because my words are not as good as God's words. So I want to go through scripture and show how, how God has highlighted things um, to me and to my wife through scripture, how it aligns to how he has led us to the mission field. Um, so I'll be reading out of Acts 8, um, 26 through 39. So if you have your Bibles, and I hope you do, please open up with me. Um, but before we do that, uh, I would like to pray and maybe calm my nerves a little bit um, and the Lord just guide me. So um, let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, I just thank you for this day. God, thank you for the blessing of us waking us up to serve you a good and loving God. And Lord, I thank you for this church um, and the life that is bringing to people. Lord, I thank you for each and everyone's hearts in here today. Lord, I pray that your word pierces their hearts and, and and encourages them and lights a fire in them to go out and, and be led by you and to serve you. Heavenly Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus, you give me the words to share, that they're your words and not mine. And Lord, our God, I pray that you transform our hearts. When we leave these doors, we're transformed, looking more like Christ than we ever had before, Lord. So God, I pray just for a new experience. You're the creator of all things. Create a new experience for us to experience you like we never had before. Lord, I thank you and praise you in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. So, so Acts chapter 8, um, starting with verse 26, it says, Now the angel of the Lord said to Philip, 
go south to the road, the desert road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. So he started out, and on his way he met an Ethiopian eunuch, an important official in charge of the treasury of Candace, which means a queen of Ethiopians. This man had gone to Jerusalem to worship, and on his way home was sitting on his chariot reading the book of Isaiah, the prophet. The spirit told Philip, go to the chariot and stay near it. Then Philip ran to the chariot and heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. Do you understand what you're reading, Philip asked? How can I, he said, unless someone explains it to me. So he invites Philip to come up and sit with him. This is the passage of scripture the eunuch was reading. He was led like sheep to the slaughter, and the lamb before the shearer is silent. So he did not open his mouth. In his humiliation, and is deprived of justice, and he can speak of the decadent. For his life, for his life, So he did not open his mouth in humiliation and depravity. He speaks of the distance, for his life was taken from the earth. The eunuch asked Philip, tell me, please, who is the prophet talking about, himself or someone else? Then Philip began with the very passage of scripture and told him the good news about Jesus. As they traveled along the road, they came to some water, and the eunuch said, look, here is water. And what can we stand the way of my being baptized? And he gave orders to stop the chariot. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water, and Philip baptized him. When they came out of the water, the spirit led the the spirit of the Lord suddenly took Philip away, and the eunuch did not see him again, but went on his way rejoicing. Amen. So there are four points that that God has highlighted to me through that scripture that that I've seen. Um, he used in our lives to be led to the, to the mission field. And the first one is divine appointments. We see in verse 26 and 27 that, that the Lord guides Philip off his original path to go into the desert land to, to find the Ethiopian eunuch. And we see that the Ethiopian eunuch went searching for the one true God in Jerusalem. And, and in my research, I found that he wasn't even allowed into the temple courts because he was a eunuch. So even though he wasn't allowed, he went and even bought a scripture or a scroll of, of uh, Isaiah. And we see that, that God led these two together. It wasn't just a coincidence. And see, we apply this in our lives, and I see it in two ways, that, that God gives us the divine appointments for one, either to grow our Christian walk, or two, to be led people to Christ, like Philip. But the question I ask myself and at times, and I ask other people, is that do we, do, do we notice these divine appointments? Do we seek out divine appointments? Do we pray for them? <clears throat> do we even consider them appointments from God, or do we just consider them coincidences? And the biggest one is, are we even open to taking time to meet with people, to share the love of Christ with them? And see, in our, in our mission, um, believe it or not, we did not wake up one day wanting to be missionaries. Um, I really didn't even know what a missionary truly was until probably about the age of 23. But through a series of divine appointments, God has led us to meet with people, to grow us, 
to guide us to the point we are now that we'll be leaving in January to the mission field. See, the first one was meeting Kelly in college. That he brought a partner with me that I would do ministry with. And trust me, she balances me out so much. <laughs> the second one was, was after college, I, I met a pastor who I knew before, but I never went to his church, and he just invited me to his house to play basketball. And through that, he led me to the Lord. And then we prayed for Kelly, and she came to the Lord. And then we met another divine appointment, a principal down in North Carolina who offered me a job, and I moved from Ohio, and who invited me to church with him that led me to Grace Church. And at Grace Church, I met a woman named Martha Christian. God gave us this appointment that she was the leader of our first mission trip ever to Honduras. And in Honduras, we met a lady named Sandy Burgess, who, who has been mentoring us and guiding us and showing the way of how to be a missionary. And see, if God had not delivered these divine appointments in our lives, we had never gone to the mission field. And see, I truly believe if, if God did not lead Philip off his path, if God did not put the Ethiopians searching for him to Jerusalem, then they would never meet. And it seems so small, just, just a meeting at coffee or a meeting at church or, or just walking down the street and seeing a stranger. But don't forget that, that those small moments, those small divine appointments, are how Philip changed a man's life for Christ. But in order to have these divine appointments, we, we first have to be led by God, the title of the message. And, and we see this first in verse 26, where he says, Now the angel of the Lord said to Philip, Go south on the road, the desert road that goes from Jerusalem and Gaza. And he says in verse 29, he says, Go to the chariot and stay near it. See, we see that, that, that Philip was led off his original path, and, and he was never asking God, Why? He never stopped and argued with God. He said, why are you sending me to the middle of nowhere? Why are you sending me to the desert? You know, it's hot, Lord, in the desert. I have these sandals. I might burn my feet. He never stops and questions God. He just goes out of obedience. You know, and, and if Philip had never gone, or even, even if Philip would have hesitated to go down and change his path, he may have never had met the Ethiopian eunuch. But it's out of his obedience that God blessed us and and sometimes, I, I see this in my own life, especially in our culture today, that, that instead of listening and hearing God and what God wants us to do, we always think, what do we want for ourselves? You know, instead of hearing God's voice, we want to listen to our own voice. And we're not always being led by God, but we're being led by our own desires and our own passions. And the crazy thing about it is that when you're not led by God, you miss so many God miracles or God experiences. Or you miss the fullness that he has for you. The blessings and the miracles he wants for you. Because you're leading by your own self. You're putting the cart in front of the horse. And see, in our lives, uh, we've run through this experience many a times. We went down the first time to Honduras in 2014. And I, I would say before then, we were lukewarm Christians. But that trip in 2014, I'll tell you, it rocked our world. <laughs> we saw God use us in a way never has before. We've seen miracles. We've seen just the fullness of God. So much so that I was ready to stay. <laughs> I told Kelly, I said, we're staying here. <laughs> I was crying. Our friends in Honduras 
um, who we met just for that week. We thought we knew for years we're crying. Kelly was crying, and, and I said, that's it. We're staying here. We're going to be missionaries here for forever. And she said, uh, pump the brakes. <laughs> we have to go home. There's some responsibilities we have to focus on at home. And I come back and I realize now that that, that balance was, was perfect because if I would have went over my own desires and my own fleshly emotions, that it would have been a disaster. We had to come back and, and use those four years to grow our walk in Christ. Now, on the other hand, if we would have listened to Kelly's desires, we'd never be going. <laughs> she wanted to raise kids and go after college, after the kids gone to college. And we would have had to ask ourselves, you know, is it too late? Are we too old? You know, we have kids in college. We can't leave them. Maybe the ministry has changed. Maybe we're not ready. But it wasn't till God's perfect timing. It wasn't until we surrendered our whole selves to Jesus and said, God, what do you want from us? And it took us those four years of continuously praying, God, when, when, when do you want us to go? Not when do we want to go? And, and I, I come back to this verse in Isaiah 55, 8, 9. It says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts are greater than your thoughts. See, his ways are better. His ideas are greater. Anything that I could ever imagine or ever think of. So because we were started surrendering ourselves to Jesus and, and say, God, your plans are greater than our plans, that is when he said, okay, now, start preparing. Because in January 2018, you are to go down and serve, serve me on the mission field. And see, it'd be very easy for Philip to not go and be led by God. It'd been very easy for him to say, no, I'm not going to the desert, I'm going to Jerusalem, or I'm staying right where I'm at. But then he would never have been able to speak the truth of Jesus into the eunuch. And see, it had been very easy for us, and Kelly, we're both teachers, it would be very easy for us to stay in Southern Pines and just teach and, and work at the church and, and, and have, raise our kids here in the safe environment and not a third world country, but that's not what God wants. God wants us to stay, take a step out of our comfort zone. He doesn't want us to be complacent. He wants to grow us. And, and that is a true testimony of that first trip, that if we never went on that first trip, we'd still be lukewarm. But because we stepped out of our, our comfort zone and went to that trip in Honduras, he blessed us. He grew us. He showed things to us that we never imagined. And so that after we are led by God, he will give us opportunities. And, and the question we ask ourselves are, are we going to take these opportunities? Are we going to take action when he presents these opportunities? And we see this in verse 30 and 31. It says, And Philip ran to the chariot as he heard the man reading Isaiah the prophet. And he asked a simple question, Do you understand what you're reading? And see, we see the scripture that, that Philip took action. It says that he ran to the chariot. He didn't just sit there gingerly waiting, hesitating, waiting in fear, well, what am I going to say to this man? Or, or what if there's other people watching me? He ran and he knew that God was leading him. And, and then he just stopped and he waited for his God opportunity. And once he heard 
the prophet Isaiah being read, he did something just so simple. He just asked, do you understand what you're reading? God gave him that opportunity to ask. And once he asked, he just stepped in and took action and he shared the love of Christ. See, it's so simple. He just waited. And then when he saw the opportunity, he acted boldly and he acted confidently. He knew that the Lord would give him success if he just acted. See, many times we don't take action. We get that gut feeling, that little voice in our head that says, we should say something or we should do something. But the question is, do we? Or do we leave situations, do we leave conversations thinking in our heads after it's over, I really should have said something. Or I really should have done something. I really should have, should have shared my heart with that person. And see, we usually don't because of the fear of what people might think or say back, or maybe it's a fear of rejection or a fear of sharing the gospel because we think we don't know enough. But when reality is, is God's giving us these opportunities to share his love with people so that they have a chance to know the fullness of God. And we need to act boldly, so, and we need to act confidently. So when you see a person, person, someone asks, will you pray with me? You just don't say yes. No, let's act boldly and just pray with them right there. Or when you see someone on the street just having a rough day, a rough look on their face, ask them, how are you doing? Because that might be your God-given opportunity to share the gospel with somebody, just as we see Philip just asking that simple question, do you understand? It just might open that door. See, in, in our mission, if we would have just waited and, and twiddled our thumbs and we, we would have never gone. We'd still be waiting. God, when? God, when? But, but God gave us these opportunities for us to act, to minister. First, he, he allowed me to work in a sports ministry in North Carolina. And it was just as simple. It was nothing big. It was just me going out to the park, playing, and stopping and saying, can I share something with you? And just sharing the truth of Jesus. We, we worked in, in mission small groups. Kelly has started a dance group. We're able to do different Bible studies, men's and women's. Um, Kelly shared the love of Jesus with an after-school group at, uh, at her school that she worked at. Um, we served in the church. And, and I don't want to tell you these things to boast, but to tell you that God opened these doors. He gave us these opportunities to minister, to serve him. And because we acted, it, it, it's a crazy God thing that all these areas that we worked in here in North Carolina these last four years, all have come to related to prepare us for the mission field. Because all the things we did in North Carolina are all the things we're going to be doing in Honduras. I'm sorry, all the things, yeah, in Honduras. Which leads me to the, the fourth point is, is just as simple. is is to seek, to know, and to share the truth of Jesus. And we see these in verses 32 through 38 and 39. We see the seeking in the, in the Ethiopian eunuch that, that he sought after God. He went to Jerusalem looking for, for the truth. And when he, he probably was rejected because he was a eunuch, he even bought a manuscript of Isaiah, trying to read it, trying to seek God. And, and even when he couldn't read it, he invited a stranger into his chariot to explain it to him. He was seeking after the Lord. 
And then we see Philip, who knew who the true, what the truth was, knows the truth of God and the truth of Christ, knew that he was mature and he had confidence in who Jesus was. And then he shared it. And he did not hesitate to open up to share it. And because the Ethiopian was seeking and because Philip knew the Lord and because he was willing to share the good news with the Ethiopian, that we saw a salvation. And we saw that he was baptized in the name of Jesus. And it says in verse uh, 39 that, that the Ethiopian went rejoicing. And it doesn't say in the scripture, but, but I would like to believe that when you go rejoicing that he's willing to share the gospel with others and, the, and it multiplies and that more people come to know Christ just because he was seeking and, and he found someone that knew and found someone willing to share. And this is the most important step in this process that I have learned that, that this is the foundation of our Christian lives. That, that if we don't seek the Lord and if we don't come to know him and if we don't share him, then what are we doing? And if we seek him, it says in Proverbs eight seventeen, I love those who love me and those who seek me find me. If we seek after him, he's going to show himself to us. And then we need to come to know him. We need to read our words, get in small groups, fellowship, pray, so we get an understanding of who the true Christ is. And then we need to be bold. And then we need to share him with others. We need to share his goodness. We need to share his love, his truth, his peace, his mercy. So that we can multiply as Christians. And see, Kelly and I are, are no special people. Philip, I don't believe, was a, was a special people. He just sought after God. And he was just obedient to what God has called him to. And he surrendered to Jesus. And he was just an open vessel. And that's what we just pray, that, Lord, use us as an open vessel so that you can be glorified, so that your kingdom can grow, so that the Honduras people can be raised up and change their nation for Christ. Because that's really the only way it's going to change. And so just to, to close, I, I, I see in the scripture, that, that we are one of two people. Whether one, that you are like Philip, and I pray that, that you are seeking God and, and that, that you're growing in Christ and that you're going to share and that you're going to be obedient and looking for the divine appointments and, and being led by God wherever he tells you and not your own way, and that you're going to share and take action when he gives you opportunities. Or... Are you the Ethiopian? And maybe you're just here seeking God and not really sure what's going on and not really sure what, what church is, but you're here seeking. And our prayer is coming in here today. For the last couple of weeks, we've been praying that, that if you're seeking, that you're willing to surrender it all to Jesus. And if you're here today ready to surrender, I, I pray that you talk to me or talk to Pastor Willie or someone uh, an elder here at the church because I tell you until you surrender God won't use you in a mighty way it wasn't until we surrendered that God began changing our hearts carving out the sin 
filling more of our hearts up with him so that we can be effective in ministry. Um, so I hope, hope that the scripture brings you encouragement. I hope it lights a fire in you that, that you go out and, and just look for those divine appointments. I pray that you look for those godly opportunities. And then when he gives them to you, I pray that you, you take action and you seek after him. And I pray that you constantly seek after the Lord. I pray that you constantly get to know him and share him so that we can really raise up this nation for Christ. See, your, minist- your, your mission field might be not a foreign country, but you have a mission field right here in this community. And I pray that you go after it so that Lynch, Lynchburg can be on fire for the Lord. So I'd just like to close the prayer. <laughs> Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the heart of this congregation. Lord, I pray that you give us all just divine appointments. I pray that you open our eyes to see them. I pray that you give us these godly opportunities, and I pray that we take action into it. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, you give us just an opportunity to share your love and your peace and your joy with somebody. Lord, because you're all we need. You're, you're the only thing that, that will fulfill our hearts and fulfill our souls. Lord, so I pray as we leave these doors that you just light a fire in us to go out and make disciples to change this nation right here, to change this city, to change this community for you so that we all glorify you, so that your kingdom is just flourishing. Heavenly Father, I just pray for this place that you bless it. Lord, I thank you for, for the, your hospitality here today, and I thank you for the worship in their hearts. Lord, I praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you all. and passed to me and of course he sent uh, someone down for children's ministry he sent, he, he's come himself he sent two people uh, down, down up, up rather when I was on vacation and uh, you notice that we never did receive an offering for the guest speakers that came even when Randy came uh, we, we, we didn't receive an offering that's because Randy is financially uh, important to our congregation also. Uh, not only that, but other times also. And he said, well, well, what, you, what I want you to know is that when we send a missionary out, know that Cornerstone is a part of that also. You can be a part by uh, partaking of helping us to uh, finance their, their missionship because uh, they, didn't, they didn't save up enough money in teaching to live for the rest of their life in Honduras. <laughs> they didn't do that. So uh, they, need, they need support from many different areas, not just Grace Church, but many different churches and impact churches. Uh, and they're not the only missionaries that's being sent out from other churches in, in Grace Churches, like um, uh, Manor Church and uh, Grace Church and Chapel Hill. Uh, people sending out missionaries, but we are connected to Grace Church in Southern Pines. So... Therefore, their missionaries are our missionaries. Uh, so we want you to uh, partake of, of that, and we're going to uh, help to uh, 
support them uh, by faith. We're going to do that. And you say, well, how do you know that? Well, because by faith I know that God wants us to do that. So I would have invited them here to do that and said, well, you know, that was good, Ryan. You know, y'all did a great job, but uh, we don't have anything for you, brother. You know, <laughs> you know be warm to feel. <laughs> no, we're not going to do that. Uh, we're we're going to try to help support. Uh, as a congregation, we're going to try to do that. Uh, but today, uh, we want to also give a love offering to uh, Ryan and Kelly for coming. Uh, they had to, when, when did y'all come? Last night. So did y'all stay in a tent or did you stay, stay in a hotel? So they, they, had, they, have five, they have things that they need to pay for and things like that. So we want to give a love offering to them. Uh, you said, I thought Randy said that we don't give a love offering. Well, uh, we're going to give a love offering to them because uh, they are missionaries. They're going out. They're trying to raise support. So uh, if you would write a check out or, or put it in an uh, envelope, cash in an envelope, and, and put uh, Ryan and, and, uh, and Kelly uh, for Honduras, that will be great. They, they will greatly appreciate that. Can you put on a little music while the people are doing it? And then you can put it in the box back there. Uh, we're not going to pass any, any buckets or anything like that. Just put it in, in a little slot in the box back there for an offering, and then we'll close service. Down, Sam. John. Uh, just from knowing them for a very short time, uh, we just know with our relationship with Grace Southern Pines and the Spirit of God that uh, this is what they're supposed to be doing. And we can join in with that spirit uh, and send them. So we want to pray a blessing over them. And this congregation has the joy of participating in sending them on their way. So it's in January. Okay, so if we send you, we're going to need some uh, information coming back so we can share with the congregation and and be praying for you guys because this is really cool. So you guys stretch out your hands and let's let's just pray a blessing over Ryan and Kelly. Oh, we thank you for sending them up to Lynchburg, bringing them to us, Lord. It's it's a privilege to hear uh, uh, some of their testimony, Lord, and and to see this little baby here, Father, and and this couple that's not afraid to go and do what you've called them to do, Lord, and taking a young baby with them. So as others may think, oh, that's not very safe. We don't we don't buy into that, Lord. We just speak that it would be safe because you're calling them. You're going to bless them. Pray this child specifically would be healthy, would be strong, and would grow up to serve you and love you all the days of his life. Lord, we, this church sends this couple in the name of Jesus Christ with the full blessing and power of the Holy Spirit to bear fruit and glory to Almighty God. Ryan and Kelly, one of the things as John was praying, one of the things I sensed that the Lord is saying, he has already made the way for you financially. Don't have to worry about those things. God said, I will bring it in, not by people who you may know, people who you don't know. God said he will open up the gates of heaven 
pour your blessing. There will not be room enough for you to feel and that you will be overflowing with gratitude. God said he sees your heart. He sees both of you. And that is not by accident. Not only being here is not by accident what you're doing for. He has prepared the way for you. Everything that you preach today was um, God's word to us as well. And so the Lord saying that good and faithful, my servant, that what you do here and the seeds you sow, God would make room for you more and more. He will expand the ministry that you have. Father, we just want to thank you, Father, for both of them for being here. Father, thank you for them being obedient and sharing examples of what God has, what you have done for them and brought them to the place of where they at. And so, Father, we thank you, Lord, and we just pray, continue to pray that you bless everything they are set their hand to bless the baby and everything, Father. We believe by faith now as we uh, pray that you not only is doing it, but you're going to do it even more. So, Father, we thank you as we pray for them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Okay. Let's stand. Thank you for listening to this message from Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.